Today, This American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, otherwise known as Doisp, from the D&D Essentials Kit. Previously on Doisp, Seraphina and friends met a strange centaur hermit named Xanth on their way to the Dragon Barrow. He kindly offered to escort them to the old ruins and to help find the fabled dragon-slaying sword. But what was a young centaur doing wandering the woods all alone in the first place? Ever seen a centaur? Half horse, half human, 100% ornery. Well, that's usually the case at least. Some tend to be a mite more unique. You'll never catch a centaur clan staying put for long. They roam all about Faerun in patterns that might take decades to loop round. That nomadic blood's so strong, they sometimes end up leaving their own behind. Maybe the poor fella got hurt. Maybe a little one's legs don't grow fast enough. Or maybe one's born that's just a tad bit, well, odd for the rest of them. Ain't a hurt in the world worse than being left by your own kin. It's a cruel world out there, but then I ain't gotta tell you that. One particular centaur got left behind maybe ten years or so back. Lucky thing was, he got left right outside Neverwinter Wood. You wouldn't know by looking, but you can't throw a rock without a sprite or a pixie or a quickling ducking under it and likely remembering that up front for a lifetime or two. That place is full to the brim with those just dying to take an impressionable youth under their wings. Tiny wings at that. And, if we're being honest, Fae Folk ain't the worst parents one could have. Don't make the greatest friends, however, especially to Lonely Foal. I wouldn't worry too much about him, though. I just so happen to know there'll be a friend or three a-passing through before too long. We're back. This is Doist. It's called Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Doist, with an S. Don't be confused. Uh, my name's David. I'm writing this thing. Uh, Marisa, as always... Who are you playing today? Hello, I'm Marisa, and I am playing Serafina Teeley, a.k.a. Feeny. Feeny. And the very special guest star, Eduardo. Hello. Who are you playing? Uh, no, I, please say my name all the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, my name today will be Zan. Ooh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when last we left, you were descending into this uh, spooky, completely dark uh staircase i wonder how you get light we'll figure that out in a second but there was strange witch lights outside there were um and in fact seraphina as you descend into this abyss below you the spiral staircase tell me about this thought that springs to your mind of a famous bard adventurer that you looked up to did they die while slaying a dragon weird what was their name what were they about oh Hey guys, while we're descending these stairs, um, have I ever told you about one of my one of my role models that I look at look up to? When I was a soldier, I would always hear these beautiful songs about this famous bard adventurer, which is honestly half of the reason why I decided that that is where my life was going to lead me after I was done with war. Have I ever told you guys? Ever told you guys this story? Ever sang you songs about it? And Verna, Shanjan, I know you haven't heard it, Zant, so I'll I'll give you that one. He he nods his head and he thinks about the word war, and he knows that centaurs normally are pretty war heavy, but 
they're constantly moving. So war is like a weird word for him because he's never had to see it. Mm. And he just look he looks at he does that cocky weird head thing where he looks at you as a tiny warrior and he like like smiles. Mm. And then he looks off to the side because he there's giggling. He won't. Mm. Maybe it was him, maybe it was bouncing off the walls. Mm. And then um um she says, Okay, well, since nobody's gonna stop me, let me just tell you the story. <laughs> before um, we completely descend here. Um, and it was about this famous bard, Raven Lichtenbark. <laughs> Raven Lichtenbark of the, um, of the Dogwood Forest, um, Perfect. which was much, much farther than Phandalin, of course. Of course, nobody knows where the Dogwood Forest is now. I believe it might be, a, it, it might be hidden somewhere, but anyway. Raven was a uh, famous bard adventurer who set out to slay a dragon. And because he was so pure of heart, it was his magical flute that guided him towards the dragon's lair. Can you imagine a, a, a magic flute? It, it was every time he tried to play a high note, it played a low note. And that's how he knew he got closer and closer to the dragon. Um, while you're telling this story and we're going downstairs, Xanth is actually like every now and then pushing at his ears and really focusing on what you're saying. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then when you say flute, he like imagines because he's seen the instrument. Mm. He's just like low note. And he like tries to do music. But he's not smart enough to really know. He just knows you like put your fingers here. And then when you mention that, he's like, oh, no. And for just one second, because every now and then he's like, you hear him do. Oh. Like he's trying to do a little. He can't. Oh. And oh, um, that story. He loves this. <laughs> it kept it kept blowing lower and lower and lower. And so he kept following the sound until he ended up at the end of a mountain where on the other side, a dragon lived and it was torturing an entire town. It was literally hovering over it to the point that nobody could leave. And it kept demanding meats and breads and babies all day long. <laughs> oh my. So specific. Meats and breads. escalated very quickly. <laughs> so... Here comes Raven, and as softly as he could, ran around the mountain, and nobody could tell because he was a he was a lightfoot Raven of the dogwoods. Once he got close enough, he was able to run up the back of the dragon and play the flute so hard in his ears that his eardrums exploded. <laughs> he um so. I don't know. He looks at Shanjan and he like nods his head. He is not disbelieving of anything you're saying. He, whether or not it's truth, the history, a legend, a story, a myth, a god, he doesn't. He's like, yeah. And he like slow claps because <laughs> he doesn't know that regular clap. It gets like that. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. <laughs> Plus, it kind of turned into a scary story and it's dark now. Mm. So he's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, speaking of dark, yep. what are you guys going to do? <clears throat> so Inverna can see pretty well. 
I don't think centaurs have any kind of special vision. Right? We do not. No, I don't have anything that makes light. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, maybe Shinjan will um, say, "Oh, pretty dark down here." If, I guess you have those goggles, Serafina, but maybe I should. Maybe it's time to light a torch for the rest of us. He just gets to work on that. That's very nice of him to do. Okay, so he's just gonna light a torch. Yeah, the question is, though, do you want to use your, your special night vision goggle things? I think the goggles of night or something is what they're called. How tall is Shanjin? Um, weirdly enough, this came up last time, too. I think, uh, oh, I forgot if we said Inverna or Shanjin were taller. I think we said Inverna was taller, right? Yeah. Yes, Inverna yeah. the tallest. So Shanjin's a little bit shorter than uh, Inverna is. Um, and since she can see, I'm assuming she's not leaving us, but like taking point, standing ahead, kind of like looking while while the uh, torch is being lit. Sure. Okay, so that is going to position him off of, Xanth is going to be off his shoulder. So wherever um, he is, actually, I think Xanth is comfortable enough where he would put his hand on his shoulder. On oh, shoulder. yeah shoulder i don't know how he feels about it but guide me friend mm-hmm. tis too dark um goggles sure yeah, let's put, use my goggles it just gives you dark vision for 60 feet i think yes yeah, so nice. i'll use my goggles yeah so it kind of leads out to this kind of circular pathway and actually weirdly enough although you very uh i don't know astutely <laughs> Uh, had this torch lit there are like dim strangely colored lights coming from up here the uh north Mm -hmm. and then down here in the south and over to the what is that west like kind of from around this uh tunnel you can see like and it's those weird unnatural colored lights like the violet and the the green and they kind of shift between colors um were these similar to the witch lights that we saw outside or is this a different situation Absolutely very similar. It's it almost unquestionably like something similar kind of phenomenon, although now they're kind of like in the distance and you just see the, uh, I don't know, reflection, like the, oh, okay. the edges of the light coming from those directions. Okay. So um, and, isn't, uh, he's usually alone. So he doesn't follow anyone's direction. He just does stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not asking. He'll just start walking north. Yeah, He's not trying to be rude when he does it, but he just starts like walking north. Lest I cut off any options for you. Also, the east has two kind of pathways too, but there's no light coming from that area. Oh, I see them on the. Okay, mm-hmm. I was like the east is it this way? <laughs> <laughs> like yes, a mental breakdown. <laughs> okay, so then when he sees that first path, then he'll stop, and. He's starting to walk away. I, I'm assuming that Shanjan didn't follow him and still hanging out with the group. So the the light is kind of starting to dim and he's going to look back. I see a path this way. Would you like to see if there's something over there? And then uh, Serafina looks at uh, Inverna and Shanjan and says, well, I mean, he, he is the only person out of the four of us that knows where he's going, I think. And he stops her, puts his hands up. I've never been in here in my life. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going. Oh, yeah, you do make a good point. But I will tell you one thing, Xanth. 
you know more than we do. We didn't even know this where this was. So um, he nods politely. You know, I'm going to tell you, um, there's something inside of me. Maybe it's my strong heart. Maybe it's <laughs> my wonderful bard wisdom, just like old Raven. I feel like I should follow you. So let's follow him. What do you say, guys? Let's do this. Shanjan just kind of enthusiastically nods like, yeah. And uh, Inverna just kind of shrugs and is like, it's up to you, boss. All right, then. I say let's do it. All for one and one for all. And and he looks at her confused and one, all, okay. <laughs> like has a moment. He doesn't understand what that means. But when he hits the corner, oh, thank you. I was just going to do that. When he hits yeah. the corner, um, he can, he's not dumb. He can see they have like contraptions on their faces and he's heard of elves. He knows that they can look far in the dark. So he's going to like put his finger to his, to his lips and not crouch cause he can't, but kind of like lean down and put his hands up in like a questioning gesture. He's essentially asking, can you see for me? Cause I cannot. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Do you want to uh, kind of squeeze in there, Serafina? Oh, yeah, so I think Serafina at that point, knowing that Shanjan has a torch and Verna has her eyes, I have my goggles, maybe she kind of reaches up and just slightly grabs Xanth's hand and says, if it's okay with you, I'll take your hand and guide you. If we come into any trouble, <laughs> just just throw me on your back and let's go. Um, he <laughs> nods his head to this, his left, the little gray one, his left horn like kind of tugs on him a little bit and he swipes it away. And he says, yes, I like this plan. Like it, he's taking initiative. So he, mm-hmm. he lets her lead the way and he lets her walk first in front of him to see further down, whatever, a door, a hallway, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Serafina takes his hand and uh, starts moving towards the north entrance or the north hallway corridor. He's definitely not afraid of the dark. Like as you're holding his hand, he's not shaking or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, a tight space. I'm yeah. literally a four-legged person. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it's more of that. Like he's like, oh. So yeah, right where that point uh, goes, you can very clearly see that there are um, these like unearthly kind of ghostly lights kind of hovering in place. They kind of change color and kind of fade in and out. It's almost like a, I think you have that spell that's similar to this Seraphina. It's like fairy fire, I think, where it's like kind of glowing, floating lights. It's my dancing lights. Yeah, it's it kind of reminds you of that sort of like, or almost like if someone let like embers out, you know, that were like floating up into the sky, but mm. they're not they're not doing it in any kind of natural way, I guess. It's like definitely some sort of magic or illusion or something. I was just going to ask that. Can I make, ooh, I guess it's Arcana. I'm not good at those, but I guess that would be my question. Can I make, or a history check, whatever you would prefer, just to get a grasp of what those might be? What what would you like? Yeah, interesting. So uh, Arcana, I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> what was the other ones I said? History or... Yeah, he or uh, yeah, those are probably where he would lean. Yeah, actually, I I think I'm okay if, since those are pretty similar. I think it, based on the results, uh, if they're good or bad, I could give you different um, information. So if you want to just pick one of those, 
Yeah, sure. Um, I, he's going to go with Arcana. I mean, he's not good at it, but we'll see. Yeah, so kind of you're trying to determine if it's if it's, this is some sort of spell, kind of. Yes. Yeah, cool. Well, in his mind, and this is free information, in his mind, he's trying to see if it's a living being. That makes sense, yeah. But but magical in origin, of course. Yeah, Arcana sounds fair. It's an eight. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Those negatives, man. They'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, so not great, but... um. You can give me nothing. I can I can literally be like, okay, I tried. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Don't feel bad. Here you go. I'll I'll give you this uh sort of non-answer, but um okay. you remember maybe one of uh the sorcerer maybe equivalent in um your your herd or your family. Mm-hmm. Um you remember them saying maybe an elder or something, like, Oh, do you know sometimes spellcasters they'll cast a spell and it gets gets out of hand and it gets a life of their own like a mind of their own and a soul some even say like you have to be very careful every time you cast a spell because sometimes it'll become its own being and then another spellcaster in that same your same family or something is like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i've been casting (laughs) spells for way longer than you that's never happened who told you that that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard so but but then maybe for sure that he like pops into his head. Yeah, and maybe you, you almost think, could this be like a dancing lights that has its own like mind? That would be very strange. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So in reaction to that, I know that you can't hear it, but you're kind of holding my hand. So the giggling that you heard earlier, mm-hmm. it's like a little tiny bit louder. And he's not nervous, but he definitely squeezes your hand a little bit more because he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But remember, he doesn't usually take orders, so he starts walking forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on down that hallway, by the way. I know there's a little a bit of a left, but he would go towards the lights. So, yeah, right when you get there, the uh, the floor falls out from under you and you fall into a pit. I love a pit. Um, How deep is it? Yeah, it is. Let's see. I'm scared. (laughs) Concerned too. This is this is too much rolling. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can you see that or or did it? Yeah, it's three bludgeoning damage. Perfect. Yeah, so you take a total of. Oh wait, you can actually roll a dexterity save. Oh. To take half of this. I'm surprisingly good at those. I will now make a dex saving roll. Uh, nineteen. Oh, great. So, yeah, you only take half of this. It was nine total. So, what is that? Four? Pretty good. Okay. And, yeah, I guess if everyone wants to roll initiative. Oh, great. There. Do you do either of you two have a preference on which little sidekick you control? Um, No. I'll take Inverna, I guess. Cool. And I got Shanjane. Cool. I'll roll for them, too. Thank you. Oh, she did not do well. I thought she would do better. You, you got you two rolled really well. My initiative that's, that was great. So Good actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Xanth, you're actually up first, and you find yourself at the bottom of this. Um, oh, it's only ten feet deep, so not that crazy. But um, the real big problem is there's all these looks like rusty. You think almost like ancient weapons. These are like rusty swords and old farm equipment and stuff that's just kind of, kind of like sticking out of this uh, the bottom of this pit, and that's probably what did most of the damage. Got it. So I need a tetanus shot. 
Yeah, probably. You're you were dexterous enough to kind of avoid most of it. Maybe you, uh, as you p- kind of pick yourself back up, you realize this like scimitar was like, oh, if I was just two inches over, I would have lost an eye or something. Oof. Okay. So yeah, what do you do now? I look up at Seraphina. She's above me, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I shrug my shoulders and I say, oh, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm assuming there's like rope or, or something that I have in a pack where I just like start doing it myself. This isn't the first time I haven't fallen or mm-hmm. gotten into a pit or, you know, that specifically with the, the farm weapons and stuff, that sucks. But um, I'm going to try my movement to climb. Well, climb is a strong word, but get myself out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with a rope. I think. Uh, Gotta have um, one somewhere. I feel like, house. Oh, but actually I think centaurs, don't they have like a going up rope is hard. Like they have yeah. a special thing about that. I probably have to um, roll or something. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't even have to roll for that. But actually, I guess since it's spelled out in particular that it's hard for centaurs to climb, I will have you do an athletics check. Yeah. But the DC is going to be 10. It's going to be pretty easy to get out. Um, And my athletics should be not terrible, at least. We'll see. Yeah, it should I be don't know what any of this is. <laughs> oh, it's plus five. Oh, ha! It's an eight. I'm still in there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say the stakes really are just you can't get out this turn, but you can try next That's time. Okay. So no, you won't be taking any more like rust damage or anything. Got it. And I will say um, you can you still notice um, above you like where kind of where the f- floor fell out. There is mm-hmm. those weird lights still kind of twinkling up there. Jerks. But, now I, don't yeah, I guess. <laughs> is there anything else you uh, can do or are we? No, movement-wise, that's... I mean, he doesn't sense or feel anything dangerous. It was a trap. So, in his mind, he's like, ugh, just get out. Actually, can he look to the other side? How far... Is it still dark where he is? Or is Shanjan too far with the light? Yeah, it is hard to see, especially down in the pit. But actually, with those twinkling lights directly above you, you can kind of see the... Around the pit. So there's no, like, bodies or a different entrance or anything like that. Right. Uh, no. Okay, cool, cool. No. Then he is just going to try again on his next turn. Yeah. There, maybe. Oh, maybe I will add a creepy detail. Like the uh, the dirt in here is uh, seems uh, something's weird about it. It's kind of like at, more ashy than it should be like the rest of the oh. earth in this barrow was. And then Serafina, what, what are you doing now? This is uh, quite the predicament. All right. So she gets to work right away. And she is immediately like, oh, no. Well, definitely will not be um, standing around. Uh, Shanjan, come over here. Shine your light in the pit. And um, Inverna, uh, can you see how far he's down there? Let me see what I have in my pack. And she starts, like, searching her pack for something that she could possibly use to help him out of there. Oh, the help action. I do like help. So, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Eduardo, but when you do the help action, it's just you give them advantage on their next uh, thing they do. Mm -hmm. I need it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Serafina, unless you want unless you want to look through to see if you have any particular magic items that could help out, um, you can just do the help action and just kind of reach down your hand so that he can get lifted up better next time. What about... The millions of times I've tried to use my immovable rod. 
Oh, the immovable rod could could help out. That could and definitely I've be. I've never a... gotten to actually effectively use it. Oh wow! Oh, you know you do have that uh, that what telescoping pole too. That could help. Yeah, I have both up. of those things that I've been hanging on to for no freaking reason because they've never been helpful ever. Well, this time they definitely will be. And if you want to use either one of those, whichever one you fancy, that will definitely count as a giving him advantage next time. Okay. Santa will be able to use What was my other group. one? What was the other one called? That one was a rod that a collapsible rod, maybe that, uh, but I don't even see it on here now. Oh, maybe you sold it. I might have. Cause I wasn't sold one it wasn't. Yeah. I thought, well, I there you go. Sure. Perfect. That's why a movable rod then. Let's get rid of this weight in my pack. Let's use this movable rod. Yeah. I'm sure it's very uh, hefty. All right, cool. So next time, um, Xanth will get advantage. Here we go, guys. I'm going to use my magical rod. And then pulls <laughs> it out. rod shows up. He's like, I'm here. Ah, <laughs> oh, magic, baby. Um, <laughs> and <Very> then, cool. <laughs> yeah. Bold choices. That's what we're here for. Bold choices. And then, uh, so yeah, she she starts to activate that rod. But those twinkling lights, you uh, right next to them, Serafina, can tell they, if you look closely, they look like kind of little skulls and they kind of change into this kind of maybe angry red color and kind of shoot straight down into this pit. So actually, uh, looks like you're doing pretty good. I assume a nine one hit you, right? Yeah, so kind of they, this like spark kind of, again, very brightly multicolored uh, shoots out and you can tell, Oh, this thing is trying to, to shock me. This is yeah. not great. Don't like that. Now, is it hovering directly above me? Uh, like right. Yeah. Like right before you now, basically. Yeah. I guess like right above your head. That makes sense. Okay. Now before this happens, um, I know other people are going to be doing things. I want to ask you as the DM, I know I'm rolling for athletics to, to get out of this pit. Do you want that to be a full turn or could I do like a bonus action to do something as well? Um, no, that could be a, I think just the action of getting out, that would count as like an action that you could do. Bonus okay. So it's not going to like burn my whole turn. Cause I know being a centaur sucks when you fall. So <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to mistreat the situation. Yeah. Or you can stay in there now and attack this weird light creature. Yeah. That's an option. Up to you. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, and Shanjan down here. It's his turn now. Uh, I think it was um, Eduardo, right? Are yes, in charge of him? I have Inverna. Cool, cool. Shield of Faith is a bonus action, correct? Uh, that sounds right. Um, he's going to put Shield of Faith on... Because yeah, the person action. who's closest to it is Serafina. Mm-hmm. So that'll add, I believe it's a plus two to her AC. Yeah. So that he'll do that. And then that was his bonus action. Is Sacred Flame an action? Yeah, I think so. I believe it's okay. an action. Yeah, let's do Sacred Flame. The target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw versus 15. The target gains no benefit from cover. I'm hoping it does not have a DC of higher than 15, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, missed. Yeah. How much uh, damage? 
Um, so then, yes, they take 1d8 of radiant damage. So if you want to roll that. Oh, you can roll it. Yay! Let's see what happens. I love an 8. <laughs> Where are you, my friend? <laughs> uh, two! I think, is that adding anything? Nope, that's it. Two points solo. <laughs> hey, that works. Hey, it's an action. He wasn't going to do anything. He just sit there. So these lights kind of light up even crazier for a second. Yeah, they do. And then over to Inverna, I believe, right? Yeah. Oopsies. Just in case we forget, your AC is up by two. Yeah, the problem with uh, Inverna right now, though, is that she doesn't really have a clear shot of anything because this... Right. This light thing that's attacking. From your perspective, too, everybody, it's kind of weird because these lights just kind of descended into the pit and then this big spark of light happened. So Inverna might not have even seen that this was attacking. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but... Right. Hmm. Especially from where she's standing, I would assume. Um, I guess, can she possibly try to help, uh, I don't know, help another character? Maybe. Oh, and there's another thing you can do. You can kind of hold your action, I believe. Where uh, she, oh, true. Anything comes out, she can like just react to. She's like, I'm gonna, you know, get my bow ready in case anything dangerous comes out of there. And then she mm-hmm. can do it later if there's nothing particularly good for her to do. Cool. So do you want to do that, Marisa? Yeah, I guess. Hold on, promise. Yeah. So if anything dangerous comes out that she has a good shot at, she can go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, Inverna is not going to be a uh, super helpful right now. At least the good thing um, is that she can see in the dark. So, yep. Uh, now it's Stan's turn. Me. Um, so the move. Just question wise, the immovable rod. Did you place it yet? Did you hand it to me? Did you put it in a place? What did What did you do with it? I believe I. I guess best thing probably. Yeah. Would be- I feel since she used the whole action, I'm fine with her. Uh, if she, like the activation was included in that action, so you can just get the benefit of the advantage. So oh, okay. I used I used it. So basically, I turned it on and I just placed it in a um, convenient spot for you to be able to grab it and pull yourself out. Perfect. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll to see if I can get out. As much as I want to try to hit something, I'm in a terrible position. So I'd much rather like, thank gosh for advantage, girl. It it turned out to be a 19 plus something. Oh, great. Yeah. So, yeah. so that makes sense. You're kind of in that, in that square where you moved yourself. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Oh, to me, so so. I, th- that was my question. Is it okay if I moved forward? I just didn't know where she placed the rod. So I didn't want to assume. Is that okay? Yeah, I think right where you are makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That helps me positioning wise. Okay. Maybe maybe as you're trying to get up, changing's like, oh, oops, sorry. Should I have moved? Oh, oh, oh well, sure. <laughs> I mean, go to that side. It's very well, awkward for a second. Oh no, we're we're <laughs> just shifting. We're just shifting at this point. So then, um, so he's gonna take out his. No. He's not gonna do that because it's kind of dark where he is, huh? Yeah. Well, the the um the creature or whatever it is itself is, is illuminating some stuff. So it's not too bad. Okay, cool, cool. Um, he's actually going to do the opposite of what, um, 
Inverna is doing, where she takes out his, her orc fighter. He's leaving the bow on his back, and you actually see him. Um, it's kind of like he clasps a sword mm -hmm. and pulls it out of a holster, but it's connected to his horse part of his body. Mm -hmm. So he like reaches under and he holds it, kind of like a weird daggery, like type of stabby. I don't, David. I'm making this motion. I don't <laughs> know if you can see me. Uh -huh. So he's yeah. holding the hilt wise that way, and his sword is this way. So he gets oh, still see, yeah. sword fight. He's still positioned to how he knows, mm. but because he's um, four-legged, he has a different fighting style. Does that make sense? So like a more of a, almost like a slasher movie, st like stabbing yes, instead like of a... He's got a machete yeah. lifted up type mm. of thing. So he holds it forward and on the other side with his, he's left-handed by the way. So on the other side, he grabs his shield and he takes his shield out. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that he, sounds great. He's kind of like not protecting the way, but letting the fire know in his mind, you're not going to pass me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now um, movement wise, that's all I've done. Bonus action. I figured would make sense that I take out my weapons at least. Yeah. That works for me. Thank you. Uh, Feeny over to you. Okay. Um, so you've already, um, you've gotten out of the pit. So I helped out with that. I see just my, just flames in my face. Like on the side of my, can I say something? Sure. Well, now I'm out of the way. <laughs> I mean, ha David, may I ask a question? Yeah. No one of us has tried to attack it yet. Shinjin attacked it with the uh, the sacred flame. Right, but he missed. Oh no, he did hit. Yeah. He hit. Mm, it didn't seem happy about it for sure. But um, right, so I'm not exactly even sure how I'm supposed to be fighting this thing. So. Hmm. I mean, it's a light. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a light. It's a light! <laughs> Actually, he did describe that it had skulls. So yeah. there's something physical about it. Or it looked like skulls. Right. All right, let me, uh, which is bigger? My rapier? Probably. <laughs> it's still going to be five feet. It won't, it won't be like ten feet of... Right. Daggers you can throw. Hmm. Um, you have a short bow. Vicious mockery is a spell that does psychic damage, <laughs> but, um, I don't, but it's a cantrip, so right. you don't lose the spell slot for it. Those would be the four uh, things that you could do to it. Let's just try to stab it. Here we go. Um, yeah, I guess I did say it was uh, like above Sant in the pit, so yeah, I guess you could probably reach it. I feel that's like at the very extension of your reach, though. So if it decides to go further into the pit, you're going to be out of luck. There. Oh, wow. Incredible. Good. All right. And 11 points of damage. Nice. Wow. That, that is really good. She knew. She she picked a skull directly. She was like, that. That's exactly that what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Serafina looks around and she's just, you know, she's so at a loss for like what to do. And, and, um, you know, after, you know, she looks, she gives um, Xantha a, a nod and looks at um, her two friends and she, she says, hey guys, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw a ball of light right back at these lights. That's right. With my light power. <laughs> and then she pulls out her rapier really quick <laughs> and she... Um, 
takes it and then sees one of the like glowing skulls in the blue flame and just shoves it like her rapier right into the mouth of like the middle one. Ooh. Yeah, and I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you do that, you can, I mean, you're attacking light, which is weird, but it has almost like a, a semi solid feel to it. Mm. And it kind of uh, like pops like a, like a light balloon would like the like that middle skull and these other two somehow they look i mean it's hard to tell from a skull but they look real angry now mm. good they freaking should <laughs> look attack. at <laughs> yeah it's their turn now they kind of float up and these other lights kind of turn like a an angry like almost purple like the color of a bruise or something and then discharge this kind of electricity I, while you're doing this, David, I'm trying to see um, Shanjan's like weapons, if he has any. I, I'm um, checking he has under a bird staff only. Staff of bird calls. Oh, 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 oh. I don't want to use all his spell slots already. I don't know if he has cantrips or not, but he does, and I see them now. Sacred flame is a cantrip that works. I don't want him to waste spells. Yeah, that's kind of his uh his usual go to thing there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, shockingly, you have <laughs> shockingly that was an accident, but I love it. Monster, you almost get hit by this, but they missed you by one. So how do you? He has avoid that plus two still. Does that help? Oh, she. Missed. Oh yeah. So yeah, actually, it missed you by three in that case. Right. So yeah, maybe it is like this. Uh, Timora's blessing that kind of helps you out. Yeah, goddess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over to Shanjan. So he's concentrating. He's got his bonus action. He's, you know what? Let's make this easy. He's gonna sacred flame again. This time, when um when he sees the skulls, he's gonna I don't know aim at the one on the left. Like mm. <laughs> it's like trying to balance out whatever his leader is doing. Um, it's a dexterity saving throw. Um, a fifteen. I'm gonna let you roll this one. All right. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, that one misses. Misses them. I'll tell you. I rolled an eighteen. That makes it easier. Good. Yes. Yes. So that time they miss. Um, I don't know what his bonus actions are up to. I don't. I don't think he has a lot. He might have one that's a spell, but he might not even have one. <laughs> Zero to one bonus spells. Um, create one of the following sounds to emanate from the staffer. Calls on it. Um. Um, he's gonna switch positions. Can he do that movement wise? I know Inverna is gonna have her move her movement soon, but he makes the way for her to switch. Oh, I see. To eventually switch with Inverna, right? He's preparing that movement to get out of her shot. Does that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he's not holding an action. I guess he's just using his movement, hmm. but it's it's for them to switch. So. Maybe there's a, I, you would know this better than me. Is there like a secret tap out code where he's like, I got to move and, but silently, you know, is there yeah. something since you guys have been adventuring for so long, maybe it's like a <laughs> like we, tap out. We have been adventuring for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like we give each other lots of nodding looks. Oh, so it, it's this like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he does. He like turns to her and goes, it's time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I like that. So they kind of, just share a glance and already kind of know what's going on. 
Yeah. In fact, it's it's her turn. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Switch. Like I planned it. Inverna's now switched, and she's got her bow ready to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She held that. So she's going to use her orc biter and aim it at the right one. Like a queen. Mm-hmm. Do I need so to? I, I think I'm going to give you some stakes. If, I feel if you miss by, I don't know, five, then you might uh, have a chance of hitting Xanth. But... Oh, no. Boom. Oh, incredible. Yeah. That's a good hit. Okay, great. So, yeah, she. Uh, pulls back her bow and she gives a, a completion nod to both Feeny <laughs> and Shanjan and she kind of with a little smirk because she you know she's not very she never really jokes around but she knows what Serafina was trying to do with her first shot so she goes like very like deadpan oh look at me I'm going to use my light to hit this one and then <laughs> just Pulls back her bow and aims it at the right one straight through the mouth. That's hysterical. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I, I feel this one kind of like nicks off one of these uh, semi-tangible skull nice. things. So, and this is just me as a notation for myself. They have been taking physical attacks. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I, I will say, especially now that you've seen, or everyone has seen them, you know, both both magical and physical attacks a few times. Um, you can tell that the magical ones are affecting it way, way more. Yep, I figured. Cool, cool, cool. So back to Xanth, in fact. I do not have magical things that do that, but I do have psychic damage. So he is going to swing his sword. I'm assuming they backed up a little bit towards him since they got hit. Is that okay? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll once and see oh. what happens. Yeah, and I did say that they're kind of hovering above the pit, like on yeah. level with you folks. Um, uh, 12 plus... This is the first time I've tried to hit something. Oh, Longbow plus 7, so 19. Oh, great. Um, oh, what what's the uh, damage breakdown of that? Like the types? Um, yeah. It's going to be a 1d8 and a d4. Ha! The D8 is a one, which is probably nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> the psychic was four damage. Woo! Oh, that's great. So just the visual on that, um, when he um, hits it with a sword, there's definitely giggling. <laughs> <laughs> this time for sure. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's Maybelline. Um, <laughs> and, and this time the sword kind of lights up just a little bit. Mm. Like you see a shine of gray be, and it's strong enough that it's beyond their flames. Mm-hmm. We're like, wait, what? Just that little bit. It's aesthetic. <laughs> okay. Thanks. And that, that's a, uh, um, that's Zant's turn, right? No, I have another oh. attack. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. I just don't have psychic damage with this one. That's what's up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You just got the second attack. Very nice. Um, 11 plus seven, 18. Does that hit? Oh, that, no, that one misses. Unfortunately. Oh, darn. Is it really that high? Yeah. That's embarrassing and good to know. <laughs> so, guess what? Armor class 19. You figured you figured out the puzzle. Yeah. So you got with a 19 and didn't hit with an 18. I was going to say, that's high. Good for them. Then it's over to Seraphine, I believe. Okay. 
Sexy nodding. Is there going to be sexy nodding? Yeah. <laughs> so then Serafina, um, her eyes widen when she sees what happens with Xanth and she starts to think, okay, you know, really quickly, like, what can I, what can I do here? Mm-hmm. What's this dagger bonus action up here? So you can tack with both weapons, like mm-hmm. in each hand. Mm-hmm. And if you do it with the dagger in your offhand, it just does like slightly less damage. Mm. It doesn't I have that factored in. Yeah, it doesn't add your what right. is it, strength, David, or dex? I think it's dex for dagger if you're yeah. Since you're she's so it just doesn't add that. And how close is everybody to me? Oh, everyone's like right on top of each other. So if I use one of my balls of fire, just one of them. <laughs> uh, I'm always going to say absolutely use it all the time. You probably will kill everybody, but that's that counts as a win, I think. <laughs> that is not how you win D&D. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the balls of fire from your necklace are 20 foot radius. So each oh. of these squares is five. So you'll definitely hit everybody very easily. Never mind. It's a cool thing, though. It is cool. That's an AOE girl. I was just trying to, like, you know, get something that would, like, hit them fire with fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (sighs) I mean, I guess I could just rapier again. Pretty much everyone but Shanjan can hit them with melee if they want to. Nice. So I guess let's just rapier again. Sure. Never guess. Do it with confidence. Here we go. And she pulls out her rapier and goes, (laughs) Uh, missed that time, unfortunately. Yeah. You rolled a natural one. What the f? Um. So yeah, definitely missed that. Although, do you want to try with your um, with your dagger on your in your offhand? Yeah, let's do it. Is that my dagger bonus action? Yeah. So she sees that it um, misses, and instead of you know, and she just gets more angry, and then pulls out her dagger very quickly. And um, is it like a flailing? Like, oh wow, she did it. It's one damage, but she still hit it. Uh, no, she actually no, missed 19. it. Oh, 19. So, yeah, actually, it's it's not that uh, crazy because these skulls are not, like, human size. They are very tiny. They look almost like, I feel like animal skulls or something even weirder. Like, uh, And they are, you know, moving around, kind of just floating in air, and it's they're very hard to hit. I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. But, in fact, it's their turn. Yeah, I was going to say. And, they might try to be hard on you. Yeah. Yeah, I think these two skulls kind of turn around or, you know, survey all these people attacking them. And one kind of just disappears and the other one just moves into the side of the wall. And these lights just kind of go dim and this thing goes away. No! Hey, when they do that. So one ran up the wall and the other one just disappeared somewhere. Yeah, and the lights kind of go dim, and now you're with, uh, I guess, Shanjan's torch still. Yeah. Huh. But you well, have yeah. glasses, so you can see everything. Well, now we know that this pit is here. Xanth is slightly embarrassed. Nobody likes to fall, but he knows that we need to keep going. Oops. So in the, in the dark, I guess, across the way, he, you hear him whisper, be careful, there's a pit. Like, he's being silly at that <laughs> point. I think he's trying to say a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says it weird. Be careful, there's a pit. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, stupid. Sitting there, just let's move forward. Yeah, so 
Does everyone kind of just go to explore this room behind you, behind the pit? I think uh, if Serafina goes, looks for a second and thinks about it, she's like, oh, <laughs> oh, a pit. <laughs> right about that. <laughs> All right. The sweetest. I appreciate her. <laughs> well, I am not a big fan of those glowing skulls that decided to escape. They're just like the bugs that used to get into our halfling hubbles. You'd get one, and then the other two would scurry away. But guess what? You'd always find them later and make sure that they were stew the next day. Oh my god, bugs stew! Freaking mm -hmm. halflings, but they're bugs stew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Very nice. So, is everyone? Jumping over this pit, or are you looking for the bugs to have to make deck saves? Is that what that is? Acrobatics, athletics, what would you like? Now, I, I feel this isn't, um, well, depending on if you're, uh, you know, fighting for your life or not. I think, uh, especially, oh, especially with that immovable rod, you guys can perfect. That's right. Okay, kind of move over this pit pretty well. Awesome. Does that but mean my... turn order is still up? Do you need, a... yeah. Well, that was my next question is, um, does everyone let their guard down? Because then I can clear this out, possibly, or something else will happen. Who knows? Zan said no to that. He wants <laughs> to get out of there, which made his guard go up higher. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that um, Serafina specifically stated she knows they're somewhere. Mm -hmm. So her guard isn't, um, isn't down. I mean, hello, bugs too. Well, maybe mm -hmm. she's yelling bug stew into the ether so they can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> I need an intimidation roll. <laughs> That's okay. I was just messing with you. No, he's not. It's real. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, so yeah, this, uh, it actually branches out into two kind of directions. Left. Very good. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you come across a little... Uh, I mean, a uh, sarcophagus is what nope. it is. There is a uh, yeah. kind of a not like overly, I don't know, extravagant or anything, heavily detailed, but this like figure of a like a woman kind of you know in repose with a like a sword, like you know grasping a sword at her chest, kind of like a knight's kind of pose, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. And it does look actually like a knight. It looks like a there's you can kind of tell there's kind of armor kind of etched into this carving that's the lid of the sarcophagus and there's this uh who is it who's ever looking maybe a uh shanjan with the torch you know very indiana jones style like puts the torch up and you see this kind of like brass plate that's over it that mm -hmm. says um let's see lady tanamir alagondar slayer of astraka the green dragon nice um does she look human um, yeah, she's human size for sure. It's kind of hard to tell the details, but right. if you were to guess, it'd be like, yeah, probably human. They're the most common people here. They love to kill dragons mm. and everyone else. Mm -hmm. oh, this is a hard question because I know as a human, would, uh, I guess I need to make a check of some kind, but would a human leave a sword in a sarcophagus or would they place it like in a tomb or somewhere next to it or... Mm. Because if not, he he doesn't feel like he wants to disturb the sarcophagus, but but he doesn't know what the rest of the more humanoid because he's Bay, mm -hmm. so the more humanoid races would want to do. Mm. So he kind of like yes, where he's positioned is probably correct. He's like, do you guys want to open the grave? 
Yeah. I think uh, we can talk through this because I think Inverna maybe like rubs her chin and she's like, uh, well, it seems kind of foolish to keep uh, treasuring your uh, crypt here. Although kind of looks around, although it's pretty well guarded, got traps and everything. I would uh, hide my treasures in a tomb behind these kind of things. So hmm, I don't know. He nods his head and he sees that there's, kind of an opening further down. So he offers to go with Shan Jan to just like light the room a little better. I can't see in here just so we can see if there's another door or another name plate or anything like that. He would like to move mm. forward. Yeah. So just further down this hall to the north, right? Correct. Just to get his bearings on where they are. Uh, Serafina, are you going as well? He essentially left the two of you. So that's mm -hmm. your decision. He's not forcing you. I don't know. I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind checking in this tomb to see if maybe there's a chance. I mean, it seems almost too obvious that the sword would be left in there, but maybe just, you know, because Serafina is extremely like uh, curious, optimistic, optimistic yeah. and curious. Maybe she'll go ahead and maybe she, so you took Shanjan with you? Did I miss that? Yeah, because he has the torch. And then that's right. So and so and me and Inverna are together, and Inverna is bigger than me anyway. So maybe I turn to Inverna, and I, uh, Serafina turns to Inverna and says, um, All right, well, let's put it this way, Inverna. If you thought that one of your most famous elven warriors, and I know how much the elves love to bury their kind with special trinkets. Now, do you think that there's Just a like chance? <laughs> well, we call them trinkets because we're halflings. I'm pretty sure that you guys call them something way more magical than that. You know, like um, you know, like the orc fighter. Maybe it's magical, like I don't know, the flaming hell sword. You know, whatever you guys like to call it, something pretty and ethereal like that. Is there a chance that you think that maybe this sword could be hiding inside? Should we open it? And, you know, looks at Inverna for advice, maybe. And then... Um, Do I hear you say this? Or are you keeping it a private I mean, Seraphine is not quiet, so... Okay. So do you think I hear this? I only stepped a few feet away, but I'm just curious. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, then he's going to turn around before he continues stepping forward. Check for traps. I didn't check for traps. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all he's going to say because he's like, I literally fell into a pit of... Right. So then... Uh, I don't know if you guys are capable of that, but... <laughs> Definitely, um, Serafina kind of takes a step back and, and looks around at her surroundings with her little night vision goggles on and start scanning the area to see if there's any sort of weird um, levees or pulleys or anything that could like trigger some sort of uh, attack. If David, if this is an investigation role, can we say that Inverna probably is helping her? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Not and man, if only you had that 10 foot pole that you sold, that would be really good. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, why it don't you go ahead? It wasn't useful at the time. It wasn't <laughs> useful for like 14 episodes. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you could go ahead and you're getting advantage because um, Inverno is helping out. 
Just two ladies with, you know, looking in the dark. <laughs> this feels big... like a Ghost Hunters episode <laughs> where everything's black and white yeah. and or or the green tint or yeah. whatever. Just just a just a short lady and a tall lady. Both <laughs> of them are not ladies actually. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do a I guess it's a perception roll. Weird. Oh, actually, so you got a 12. Even that <laughs> you rolled a 1 on the other one unfortunately. Oh, but uh but it's okay because you you don't really see any kind of uh it doesn't seem like this is trapped or anything. Like when you or when Shanjian kind of rubbed the the dust off that that brass kind of plaque, you could tell, oh, this hasn't been disturbed in a long time. Mm. There's a, also a, a similar film of dust over the sarcophagus. Right. So yeah, how do you, are you trying to get into the sarcophagus? I think I might want to at least check it out. Otherwise, I'm just going to wonder. For the rest of your life. I wonder for the rest of my life. So are you going to try and like push it or pull it open? Take the lid off or? I have night vision goggles on. Mm-hmm. So if Inverna and I could just wedge it open just a tiny bit for me to take a peek inside, I have tiny little hands <laughs> and I can just literally, I'll say to Inverna, okay, here's what we're going to do. You hold me up. I'm going to stand on your legs. Oh my gosh. So she's like standing on her haunches, you know, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like almost squatting and Verna's going to squat. Feeny's going to get on top of her knees <laughs> okay yeah that's fine uh you don't have to explain this to uh um, I will explain it. <laughs> we're here for the aesthetics give me the visual of two strangely <laughs> framed women squat standing on each other and then so, no i'm continuing okay feeny pushes she wants to push the coffin over ever so slightly so that she can take a little peek inside and then if she sees anything inside, then they'll move forward. Well, unfortunately, this lid is outrageously heavy. Uh, and you're going to have to do a check to even like budget even like a fraction of an inch. Strength? So, is it strength? It is a strength check. Yeah. I think Inverna is stronger than you, I think. So if you want to have her roll it and you can help her, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. Her strength is a 17. There you go. Uh, wow, that is incredible. You uh, actually do move this. I didn't think you would do that. That's pretty good. So you actually... God, please give her something else to carry. <laughs> we are... Look, I could carry so many pounds. I don't want to. I want her to do it. <laughs> so yeah, actually... One thing! <laughs> right, right. So you actually um, are able to move this like a, a an inch or two, and you want to just kind of peek in there. And in fact, you don't even need your glasses because something is illuminating it from inside. It seems did that pop up for everybody. Whoa. Totally worth it. <laughs> and just as that happens, let's uh, switch over to Xanth and Shanjian over here. Making mistakes. Like gross. <laughs> as these two ladies are kind of hoofing it or not hoofing it, but uh, the opposite, I don't know, pushing it. <laughs> Who knows? As a centaur, I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, is that why I keep saying hoof it this time? Who knows? That's but anyway, there is I don't know, like an alcove kind of thing, like a dead end. And in the far end, there is all of these bones kind of arranged in like a really, uh, like obviously deliberately arranged. And they're big bones too. They're uh, like far bigger than 
like any centaur you've seen before, obviously. It's some kind of yeah, big so they're beast. bigger they're bigger than even my tribe. Like they're huge. Yeah. And in fact, uh the rib cage or several of the ribs are situated in such a way that they're framing this uh figure like in the middle. It looks like a like some sort of like a dead body, I guess, or like the remains of somebody. And above that, like a regular sized person, I should say. Like so these big rib cage is kind of caging this uh normal sized person or you know at normal sized human i should say right. and then above that like kind of looking down ominously is this uh like dra- big dragon skull like obviously a dragon skull Oops. and then especially maybe this is when you hear like that horrible like like <laughs> of the sarcophagus moving over like right, right, stone right. on stone you know yeah from behind you and so maybe you look back for a second and then when you look over this uh person that was in the rib cage just kind of stood up and kind of gleaming in this torchlight yeah it's oh, this woman here beautiful woman and hello yeah she was definitely like a dead decayed corpse a second ago and now she uh looks much different she's kind of a uh, pale with like really dark hair um she looks like a kind of an older woman she has this uh this very uh i don't know nice looking armor on and she's carrying that this like red sword that's kind of glowing from within as if like a, the blacksmith just forged it. And it's that same exact sword that, I mean, we just saw as the audience. Right. And then when we look back, not like aggressively or angrily, she kind of tilts her head down, you know, and she says intruders as if, you know, matter of factly, Mm -hmm. I'll just say that makes uh, Serafina and Inverna kind of also do the same thing. Like what? Like, look over at this new uh, voice. And when they look down, that sword is totally gone. Okay. And she kind of takes a step or two forward. And the uh, bones of this dragon kind of almost move around her to let mm-hmm. her out. And this uh, skull kind of lowers a little bit more, like, way more menacingly than it even was before. She kind of steps out here and says, um, I'm Lee Alagondar. I slayed that dragon. And I knew that was not the final dragon. There are other evil dragons in the world, but I will not let anyone plunder my legacy. Only someone of good heart and good intention can have this blade that slayed that beast. And you see, as as she says, both blade and beast, the bones in this like dragon behind her and the walls shudder and move almost as if they're like scared, you know? Who is your champion? So I'm the first one there and I'm stepping, I'm standing in front of her. The lights on my horns start going bonkers. Um, (laughs) He is going to do a very reverent bow. He put, he raises one hand up in that like weird hello way he did earlier. (laughs) My lady, may I speak to my group? and see if anyone could be qualified for such a weapon. And she kind of just nods and kind of almost like fades into the darkness. So he's not turning around because he's scared and wants to be really respectful. So David, how much time do you think she would give us? Maybe like 30 seconds to talk it out? Like it was um, pretty obvious, maybe not to Xanth, I guess, but to the others at least, that she is wearing like the regalia and everything of like a, a knight. So she is uh, so going to yeah. honorably keep her word. Yeah. Yeah. Hold give you as much oh. time as you need it. All right. 
Um, he's going to start it just because he's like, oh, everyone hold here. And he says, Shan Jan, I really appreciate what you've done so far. But if I may, you might be able to assist us if one of us falls. I don't think it would be a good idea for you to take the foreground in this particular concern. Oh, uh, that was an option? I, ooh, I hope I don't. <laughs> yes, that's a great idea. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then he leans to where the ladies are, like over his shoulder. And he says, this is your quest, but I have come to trust you. And if you would want me to take the step forward, I would gladly do it to assist you. Hmm. Seraphina is extremely touched, of course, and she's met a lot of, you know, um, creatures and people over her quest. And this is a definitely a really noble gesture. And so she kind of like, holds her hand up again, but this time it's more like to hold his hand in a comforting way mm -hmm. and just- And he'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And then just kind of like looks at, looks up at him and says, you're right. This is our quest. I'm the one that's had the visions of the ice dragon. Mm. Our new young friend, little do you know that Shanjun and I have come across a dragon in war before, and we have vowed to make it our goal that no one ever has to suffer the same way we did. And then she looks at Inverna and says, or she looks at Shanjun first and says, he's right. We need you to keep us safe and to heal us if necessary. And then looks up at Inverna and says, I just need you to have my back. And then I need everybody here to trust me. I think it, it. I think it's I that needs to move forward and confront the lady. And with that, he does like a weird like nod of approval. Like you see his little snout scrunch up. He looks back at the shadows and he says, my lady, I believe you will be facing a strong heart. That is the place, man. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. And then Serafina kind of just turns around, like, I guess, gripping her rapier or something. And I guess next time we'll have to see how it goes. But what music do we hear? Oh, yeah, for sure.
Metal! <laughs> there we go! <laughs> yeah, so good. I love that. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tea Leaf, Eduardo as Xanth the Centaur, and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. And Remember the Way by Mid-Air Machine. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review as if he's falling down a pit. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. That's the one that's going to be repeated. And then, um, you know, it's it's almost like he was trying to play something. And even though he was pushing all the right notes, I don't know how he plays flute. Um, <laughs> even though he was blowing in all the right holes. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly how you play a flute. <laughs> boop, boop, boop.